My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Time. So much for me. Make sure everyone knows. Hallelujah. Someone can say so much. If you're at home and you're listening, time to say so much. Time to recognize and realize what God has done for you and what he has done. Amen. I'm, I'm glad what he's done for me. Praise God. I'm glad what he's done for you too. But I thank God today that I have come to glorify my Lord. Amen. I have come. I've set aside this time and this opportunity once again to give God all the praise and give God all the glory and to make sure that he is served, to make sure that Jesus Christ is lifted up. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if you're saying, well, what's that all about? Well, he's done so much for me. Amen. That's what this is all about. Praise God. Amen. Jesus Christ and him crucified because that's where it started. Praise God. He was sent. He came. Came unto his own. Not everyone received him. But them that received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Lord, I thank God, amen, for that witness that John the Baptist gives us. You can read that in, in the, the first chapter of John. Praise God. As many as received them, praise God. So it's up to you and I to receive today. Praise God. It, there it is. Praise God. We can ask for it, but I thank God it's, it, it's, it's there. Praise God. Amen. You confess it, believe it, accept it, receive it, and it's done. Praise God. Hallelujah. No waiting around and no begging, saying, oh, you know, and no questioning and no wondering. Praise God. I have an assuredness in me. Praise God. As much as that hope lieth in me, I thank God today that nothing changes when I read this word. I was telling my French brothers and sisters a few minutes ago, saying, it doesn't matter what page I turn to, it doesn't matter what I read, amen, in God, in Him, the promises, this is yea, and it is amen, hallelujah. I thank God for that blessing, praise God, that we have today, praise God. That's why you need a Bible. Get your Bibles, praise God, we're going to read. Hallelujah. As, we, as, as this meeting progresses, amen, we are going to uh, get into the Word of God. 
We want to thank God for stringed instruments. Thank God for the organs. The organ, thank God for the, the singing. Amen. If you've clapped, if you've danced, if you've sung unto the Lord, shout unto him. Amen. With the voice of triumph. This is good. Praise God. This is good. Hallelujah. Psalm 62 in the first verse, it says, Truly my soul waiteth, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. Praise God. Amen. I thank God for that blessing today. Praise God that you and I can have. Hallelujah. That we're here with the patience. We're here with the hope, with the understanding, with the knowing. Praise God. This is not down the street. Praise God. This is given. I am a partaker. This is given to you and I today. And we can be a partaker of this, of God's promise, because God has not spoken in vain. Can someone say hallelujah? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. His word was, as we read, and like I said, it doesn't matter where I open up these pages. Praise God. The blessing is there. So I just read him in a few words. It's less than a dozen words. Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. So as we can sing, he has done so much for me. I mean, the song prior that our sister just played softly in the background. I mean, the song before she sang this last song was a blessing to understand, praise God, that when... When I finally sit there and say, okay, God, I'm fed up with the way I was born. I'm fed up with the way, you know, I need a change. Praise God. Amen. And it begins, the, the change begins when God replaces that, how he takes out that stony heart and he replaces it with that heart of flesh. Praise God. And then you, that's when you can confess. I'll never, when the heart converts, when the heart turns, and we're going to look at this. Praise God. It's like I'm already preaching because just a few minutes earlier in the French language, we read this. Amen. When the heart turns, when the heart is converted is the way it was translated in French. Praise God. This is when you can confess. Hallelujah. And if you've gone through this conversion, if you've gone through this change, I want you to confess it now with me. I'll never be the same again. Praise God. Never. Amen. The devil comes back and he, you know, he may wave something in your face, but no, no, no. I don't want any of that. Those are all things that are past. Hallelujah. Behold, all things are new. Praise God. Hallelujah. You quote that scripture verse, amen. If any man, if any woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Behold, all, amen, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Praise God. You quote that scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 16, if I'm not mistaken. You quote that scripture, praise God. Then you can, you can add to it as her sister was singing, as her brother was playing. I'll never, amen, be the same. Hallelujah. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. This is what happens in Christ. This is what happens when you're no longer walking after the flesh, but you're walking after the spirit. Praise God. How are you walking today? Praise God. I thank God that there was a time when, well, whether we were walking or running, it's just we were heading in the wrong direction. Praise God. But I thank God today that the direction that we have, because Jesus Christ is the way. And that direction that we have leadeth unto life. Someone say life. Praise God. Life which is Jesus Christ. For he is the life. Praise God. Amen. Not what, not what you can get, not what you can receive in this world, but the life which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, I am the life. I am the truth. I am the way. And I thank God today, praise God, that as we partake of this goodness, Amen. Another song we can sing is when I think of his goodness. As we partake of his goodness, 
the change that is created in us, the change that is created in, the, uh, in, this, in this earthly vessel, praise God. I know things are to come, but, in, and, um, but let's look at the circumstances where we live in today as we look at our family, our friends, our neighborhood, uh, young people to school. I know it's the holidays, the summer holidays, but from school back and forth at work or summer jobs, whatever. Amen. Whatever life entails, whatever it is that we are involved in, praise God. We're doing it with, we're doing it with God. We're doing it unto God is what the Bible says, do all unto the Lord. Amen. We're not murmuring, praise God, but we're doing it within the will of God. And this is what makes a difference. Praise God. Hallelujah. With the, an assuredness. The Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. And having this, not just this destination, but having Christ in me. Amen. Hope is in me. Someone say hope. Praise God. Life is in me. Someone else say life. Praise God. Because Jesus Christ is in me. Son of God. Hallelujah. I thank God for what Jesus has come. Praise God. And having said all, you know, having said all these things, I'll never be the same. Praise God again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Get ready to pray. Amen. I read some scripture. We're starting off this broadcast. I welcome all of you that are listening. You can, we can get the numbers up a little bit. Just share this link with your friends and family so that they too may be blessed. I'm going to pray in a couple of minutes. So I want everybody in on the prayer. I think it's time. I don't think we're early. And on the French side, we started a little bit early. I was exhorting the saints. And I said, you know what? Put the, put the program on. This is too good just to stay here inside the house of God. Praise God. And we'll get to that exhortation in a few minutes. But right now, let's turn to God. Let's look up from whence cometh our help and let's pray. I'll give you 30 seconds, praise God, to share this link. Get ready if you need to stand. Do that. Praise God. Everyone in front of me, we're all standing. Praise God as we come into the presence of the most holy God. I thank God there was a time when we couldn't come in. Praise God. Sin was not allowed in. You don't come in with sin. You have no access. There was no access. Amen. Into the holy of holies I'm speaking about. Amen. But Jesus Christ made a way for us. Praise God. Now that we can come in, not just not just come in, but we can come in and find good pastor. We can come in and be found within the presence of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we can receive from God. Thank God for that blessing. Praise God. And I want you to be a partaker of that today through Jesus Christ. No one else through Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I thank God today that my brothers and sisters, as we gather together today to do thy will, praise God, we're not looking to accomplish anything else. There's all kinds of things we could be doing, but for the sake of our soul today, we have chosen what is needful, we have chosen what is necessary, and we have gathered together. We have come into this place. We've come in through our gates with praise. We've come into their courts with thanksgiving. We've brought our offerings. We're serving you today in spirit and in truth. We're worshiping you as true worshipers, Lord. I thank God for this blessing which we have received, which has been given to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, and the work which was wrought on Calvary. Praise God. I know this wasn't this morning. This wasn't yesterday. This was a, this was a couple thousand years ago, but your word is eternal. I thank God today. In the beginning was the word. The word was with you, and the word was 
Praise God. Amen. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Lord, I thank God today knowing, understanding this. The same was in the beginning. The same that we have today. The same. What I just finished reading, what I have just finished quoting, the same was in the beginning. And today, praise God, it is with us. It is on our side. It is in us. These are words of spirit and of life. I don't care if heaven passes. I don't care if the earth shall pass. Jesus said, the words which I speak unto you, they shall not pass, Lord. And I thank God for this eternity that we have. This, You are an eternal God. You have spoken an eternal word. It doesn't matter when you said it. What matters is that you said it. And I thank God today. I accept it and receive it. I believe it. And Lord, I'm living it because you're faithful and you're true to your word, Lord. I thank God for that blessing. Praise God. Lord, I thank God for the next few minutes as we get ready to receive, Lord. I pray that eyes will be open to see, that ears will be open to hear, and that our hearts will be open to perceive and to receive what the Spirit has to say unto the church today. Bless my brothers and sisters across this nation. We have served you with our tithe and our offerings. Lord, we are doing what the Bible says with our testimonies. We are not shy. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power which we have received, and now as freely as we have received it, freely we go give it, and I thank God for this opportunity once again to open up the Word of God and to give honor and credit where it's due. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory knowing that this is what thus saith the Lord. It has proceeded out of your mouth and we live not by bread alone but by every word which proceeded out of your mouth. Lord, I thank God today. We're not dead but we're alive. Amen. By your word. Thank God. Give us this day. Amen. Our daily bread. Lord, the manna which cometh from the manna which descendeth which has come down from heaven. Lord, Jesus Christ. He said, I am that bread. Lord, and I thank God for the bread, praise God. It's the bread of life. Hallelujah, the bread of life. And I thank God for every single person listening. I thank God we're partakers of that bread of life. In Jesus' name, praise God. This is not what was laid. This is not showbread that had to be changed or exchanged every few days in the old, under the old law, under the Old Testament, in the old tabernacle. But today in the tabernacle, we are temples of the Holy Ghost. We are temples of the living God. And this bread of life that is within us today, praise God. It is eternal life. It is bread which cometh from heaven. And I thank God today that table that is spread before us. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we're not in the presence of our enemies. We're in your presence today, but that table is still spread, spread for us. Praise God. And we have come to dine. The master's calling, come and dine. And I thank God today as we taste and as we see that you are good, that the Lord is good, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory for this. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. I pray for the new people that were on our listening board during the French program. Praise God. Amen. I pray for the new sister that was with us amongst us for a couple hours. Amen. Reading with us that she continues in your words to be in love with the word of God. And anyone listening, every, anyone listening and rather everyone listening today, anyone be new for the first time, for the 10th time or for the 100th time, I pray that no one at the end of this prayer, by the end of this preaching today, there is no one who will not be short of the glory of God. There'll be no one left in their sins and their trespasses pastors. No one on their way to hell, but all of us today will make a decision able to say, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I thank God for your mercy today upon each and every one of us, Lord, and I give you the praise and the glory as we open up your word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. 
I thank God today for strength, for power in me with signs and wonders following. I thank God for your Holy Ghost that will lead us and will guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, praise God. Thank God for that leadership. Thank God for that guidance. Thank God that we have the Spirit of the living God today. This is not a ministry unto death, but this is a ministry unto life. Praise God. The Spirit of life, which has made us free from the law of sin and death. Lord, I thank God for it today. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray these things. Amen and amen. Keep your hands up. Praise God. Amen. Ask God for the blessing. Your contractor, you need your work to come in. Your contracts, you're at work. You need a raise. You need a job. Praise God. You're figuring out what to do, young people. You have a few weeks, holidays. You're going to spend time in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Go door to door with some pamphlets. So go stand on the street corner, read the Bible, figure something out that you and I will be able to do in the presence of God unto the glory of God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not very old. Well, Jesus was 12 and he went about his father's business. Praise God. Taking care of what needed to be taken care of on this earth. Praise God. So if God couldn't use the, the, uh, the older, the elderly, or the whoever, he could use a 12-year-old through Jesus Christ. Praise God. And I thank God. Hallelujah. These are the examples that we have. Praise God. Today, praise God. Amen. Through his word. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. All the days of my life, your hands are up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. 15 more seconds. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your efforts. Give God praise and give God the glory. Praise God for everyone. Whatever needs to be rebuked, I rebuke it. Whatever needs to be bound, I bind it right now on this earth as it is bound in heaven. Whatever needs to be loosed, I loose it now in Jesus' name. Praise God. As we agree together, I thank God that there is the body of Christ that is at liberty to serve you. Do those things which are pleasing in your sight. Praise God. Thank God for this blessing upon my brothers and sisters that are listening to me today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The multiplication that belongs to you in your life. Praise God. Pray for those who are not by our side. Our children are missing. Our grandchildren are missing. Lord, we pray for them in Jesus' name. But this is no light thing. Amen. Hell is real. And I thank God today, praise God, for the missing souls that the devil has robbed them in from the body of Christ, from the kingdom of heaven. We reclaim as Abraham was able to go reclaim with nothing lost. In Jesus' name, praise God. Hallelujah. We're not losing ground today. We're gaining ground for the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name. Lord, I, I declare and decree these words in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you agree with what I've said, someone say amen. Say amen again. Amen. It is done. It is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give God a good hand. Clap your hands before you sit down. While you're still in a position to make some noise, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Today, forevermore, praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Find a place that is comfortable. Praise God. The next 60 minutes or so, we're going to be in the Word of God, rejoicing and serving God. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
with what God has given us through his spirit, which what we have received, what we are about to receive from God today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. God. If you're seated, I want to make sure you have a Bible in your hands. Praise God. Never the same. Thank you so much for playing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Never the same. Praise God. It took Jesus. Praise God. Couldn't get out of those habits. Couldn't get out of those addictions. Kept going to the same old club, same old pub, the same old addiction. Amen. Trying the same old hit. Even though the devil would come up with a new thing, it's a same, sin is the same old thing. And I thank God today, praise God, that what we have through his word, praise God. If we seek to be justified, we read this last week, and I thank God today as we continue. My general title has changed from condemnation to justification. And um, I was reading in the book of Hebrews. We'll get there probably near the end of this teaching, so please stay with me. Thank you so much for listening. This is a live stream from the house of God. My name is Lincoln, and I thank you so much for joining with us this afternoon. Get ready to spend some time. Have a Bible in your hands and get ready to read because, well, we have a lot to read. God has a lot to say. We have a lot to read. So I thank God that we can be in a position, eyes to see. Praise God, and um, ears that are open so that we can hear what's being said, and as we read and as we hear, we become doers of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Can someone say, I do? Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what Jesus Christ, this is where justification is. It's upon the doing, and my obedience justifies him, and what I do, my obedience, praise God, is, is unto, unto God because I do his good work. We looked at this. I don't want to go back. If you missed the teaching for the past three, four weeks, and especially last Sundays, I think the last Sundays, if I'm not mistaken, I listened to it four times, and I, I know it was over two hours long, but I listened to it at least four times this week, and um, if you have to have it on in the background, then do that. I had it, some, sometimes I was doing a few things, I had it in the background. You missed some things, so you listened to it a second time, and I heard some more, and I thank God things that I've missed or whatever, and, and I thank God for the Holy Ghost, because even I don't remember, and, and quite often... Most of you know, I, I don't stand there reading notes or turning pages of notes. I, I don't have that. I depend on the Holy Ghost to, um, to put in my mouth or, or to lay upon my heart or in my spirit what needs to be heard. Praise God. Had I prepared, you know, throughout Monday or Tuesday or throughout the week, had I prepared in French for, you know, something that I was going to say, well, I would not have been prepared for new people that were, uh, you know, souls that were listening, new people that were here today in our presence. I wouldn't have been prepared for that. But the Holy Ghost, yes, praise God. That's why the Spirit of God, uh, the Holy Ghost is used as to lead and to guide, praise God. So I thank God today, praise God. So if you've missed the teachings, then go back and um, be, listen to the preaching. If it's, I'm sure it will, excuse me, I'm sure it will bless you as much as it has blessed me. I mentioned last week, we read in Galatians 2. I want to get back to that chapter, but I don't, I don't know if we'll have time today because there's a few other passages I want to read first. But last week, we read in Galatians chapter 2. I think it's the 17th verse where we are to, if, if you seek uh, to be justified. So I, I'm, 
I mentioned that we have to, uh, it's just not something that's going to fall in our lap. We seek to be justified by Christ, not by the law, because the law has messed us up. And we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at, w- at what the law, I mean, I've already quoted a scripture in Romans uh, chapter 8, the second verse, and we're going to get back to the first three verses in that chapter. But just be, keep in mind, as Jesus, as a man came to Jesus, and we looked at this example last week where a man came to Jesus to justify himself, and this is what we read in Luke chapter 10. And um, by using the law, he's a lawyer, and lawyers use the law. And he came to tempt Jesus, but it doesn't matter how Jesus was tempted, he never fell into it. So he never fell into their traps. He never fell into sin. Doesn't matter what the temptation was. He was tempted in all points of the law. And I thank God that Jesus was a sacrifice that was holy and acceptable unto him. Praise God. So, and you say, well, that's Jesus. That's not us. Well, hang on. Amen. If I, I'm going to use for an example, Matthew chapter five and the last verse, verse 48, where Jesus said, be you. And if you want to turn with me, I'll give you a moment to do that. In the last chapter of, um, of Matthew, chapter 5, I just want to make sure, because I know the, um, it's translated correctly in both languages. It uses slightly different words. So just so I can refresh my mind. In Matthew chapter 5, in the last verse, which is going to be verse 48, it says, be, Jesus said, so I, know what, I know what we're reading, Jesus said, be perfect as your Father in heaven or even as your father, sorry. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So if somebody comes along and says, well, you can't do that, well, then that just, excuse me, but was Jesus just wasting your time, my time, and his time, and God's time in heaven by saying something that can't be done? Were they just throwing, you know, throwing some things? Was Jesus just preaching, uh, you know, from off the top of his head? Amen. Jesus said when they were, questioning where this wisdom came from. They were astonished. They marveled at his teaching, at his doctrines. And Jesus says, what I'm speaking, what I'm saying to you is what my father sent me to say. Thy will be done. Hallelujah. He said, the works that you see me do, my father sent me, those are the works that I'm doing because he sent me to do those works. Hallelujah. This is Jesus. This is what he accomplished on the face of this earth, even as he prayed, thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. Praise God. So Jesus begins, you know, the man pinpoints something out of the law, and Jesus says, well, let me, let me elaborate upon what you have just saying. He says, and so Jesus breaks into a parable, comes up with a man who was um, laying in a ditch for, and left up half dead. He was robbed. He was beaten and uh, left laying in the ditch, and a couple of law keepers came by, and they just didn't even, I don't know if they slowed down, but they just kept walking. And I know the man in the ditch, and I've asked this question last week, we were, I was undeserving. I came, another sinner was born, and in the moment the doctor presented me to my parents, saying, hey, a healthy young boy, and um, I know they don't do that anymore, but you know, I got a little spank on the behind, and I came into this world, and a, a sinner was born, another sinner entered into this world. I was undeserving, but I was needing a savior. Amen. And it's just like this, the, this, as the Samaritan walked by, he didn't have to stop. He could have done as the law keepers did. Just, oh yeah, we'll just keep going. The Samaritan did not live under the law. The law came to the children of Israel. So the Levite, the Jew, they were under the law. The Samaritan, not so much. But who kept the law? Who fulfilled law? Without having the law, without being born under the law, who fulfilled law? This was the point that Jesus was making. Je- <coughs> um, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus 
who the Bible says had compassion when he moved upon the people. He didn't come into this world. We read John 3, verse 16 and 17. I'm talking about condemnation. Listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's verse 16, John 3. Verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world by him, through, but the world through him will not perish, but that the world shall have everlasting life. Condemnation, well then you're judged unto death. You're judged in a way that, you're judged in a way that's not very, not very good. But because of Jesus Christ came in, made a difference. So we're looking at, for the past three, four weeks, we're looking at Moses, who came, who ushered the law in, if you would. And you can read this in John chapter 1, I think it's verse 17, that with Moses came the law. But with Jesus Christ came, thank God for grace, thank God for mercy, thank God for truth. Praise God. Came grace and truth. So we're talking about grace today. And um, the... Um, title that I changed, I changed the title this week saying Established by Grace, and we're going to read this in Scripture. It is literal, if you're reading a King James Bible, it is literally the King James Bible. So Jesus said, you know, the, Samarit the, the good Samaritan, that's what we call it, this, a certain Samaritan, and through, um, through the advent of telling these passages in church or such, we call him the good Samaritan because he was good, his works were good, they were godly works. And so the Samaritan came by, and the person in the ditch uh, he wasn't, the Samaritan was not under any obligation. I mean, the, the man in the ditch, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he needed help. It's not that he was deserving or that it was implied that if you walk by, you would have to help because people were walking by. But the Samaritan could have done the same. But when we read what the Samaritan did, he was moved by compassion. And, if, and this was verse 33 in Luke chapter 10, where the Bible says that he had compassion on him. In French, it said he was moved by compassion. In English, it said he had compassion on him or upon him or in him, and he was able to take care of the man that needed to be taken care of. Hallelujah. And this is today as Jesus was or is, or is teaching us or was teaching in his day, we have that teaching today that is for us, that gives us the understanding that even though when, when I was dead in sins and trespass, nothing I could do to get myself out, I needed to believe in my heart and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and is Savior and then, then make him my Lord, praise God. And he became my Savior as I began to serve him. And by his blood, amen, he became my Redeemer by his blood, which was an atonement for my sin, by his blood we are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ today to make this change as was saying at the start of this program that I'll never be the same again. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he didn't come to condemn. I mentioned this last week. Listen to last week's teaching. I gave us some examples. Amen. Where the woman was bleeding, couldn't stop bleeding. Jesus didn't turn around and say, well, I wonder what you did. How many laws did you break to bleed for 12 years nonstop and to lose all your money to the doctor? No, this was not. Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came to take away condemnation. Someone say take away. Hallelujah. So we read. Go into uh, Romans chapter 8. I'm laying foundation for this teaching is going to continue. But Romans chapter 8 in the first verse, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Praise God. My Bible is open to Romans chapter 8, but I refer so often to these scriptures. Praise God. So, read Romans 8. There is therefore now. When? Say, Now. 
Amen. No more condemnation. No more what? Amen. I'm asking you questions. You've got the answer. Romans chapter 8 and the first verse. That's the answer. There is therefore, say it now. Amen. When? Amen. No more what? No more condemnation. Amen. To them. See, there's still condemnation. We're not going to get to that. But not to them, as you read it. There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, to them who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak in the flesh, read verse 3 with me. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned, last line in Romans chapter 8, condemned sin in the flesh. So, Sin received the condemnation. Now, we're trying to get rid of the condemnation. Through Christ, condemnation is turned over, if you would, is left behind as we become justified. So we, in Christ Jesus, walking after the Spirit and not after the flesh, we are not condemned, but God did condemn something. He condemned sin in the flesh. So that condemnation that we are doing away with through Christ, it exists, if you read verse 3 in Romans chapter 8, especially the last part, he condemns sin in the flesh. Why would he do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. So we keep reading. Verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Hallelujah. See, you couldn't do it. God gave the law. If you read in Exodus, we were looking at this this afternoon in French. If you read in the 19th chapter of Exodus, this is before the law came, before the ministry of death, and we're going to look at this. So, you know, thank, thank God for everyone listening. Just with a little bit of patience, stick with me, and let's read. So you read in Exodus 19, God grabs Moses, takes him aside, and he says, now you go tell the people that they need to hearken unto me, and they need to obey my commandments and see what they have to say. So the people said, yeah, 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 we're, we're there. We can, yep, we're all, we're all in, is what the people said in Exodus chapter 19. Uh, they hadn't received the law yet. They didn't know what was coming. So Moses goes up, and he comes down with the law, and this is where the trouble started to begin. Amen, the law, we looked at this before, and I mentioned, amen, the law made us recognize and realize, this is, we're reading in Romans 8. If you go into Romans chapter 7, it made us recognize and realize that, well, the, because, the, because the law, or at the dis dispensation of the law, or, or once knowing or understanding what the law is, makes me realize I need Jesus. Amen. I'm in the ditch. I wasn't half dead. I was dead in my sins and trespasses. The, good, the Samaritan came. He poured in the oil and the wine. Jesus was nailed to the cross. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement that was laid upon him was for my peace. By his stripes we are healed. He shed his blood for me. Praise God. Amen. This is the work which was accomplished on the cross when I was dead in my sins and trespasses. 2,000 years before the doctor would say, hey, another sinner is born. I mean, here's a, you got yourself a healthy boy. Amen. Had he been a Christian holy doctor, he could have very well said this. Hey, another sinner. Amen. Parents would say, don't you talk about my child that way. 
Amen. It's coming into this world, but that's what the Bible says. We have all sinned. We're all born short of the glory of God. This is the teaching that we have when Jesus Christ came and he says, hey, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Praise God. So I thank God today, amen, these changes begin to take place, and these changes can only take place through Christ Jesus, by him and for him. This is what we read, so I'm kind of, not so much a repeating what was said, but it's, listen to these teachings, praise God, put them on in the background, it'll keep you out of trouble, it'll keep you out of sin, praise God, hallelujah, this is, it's good ministry, Praise God. And as we look at this, uh, we're, we're going to go in. I'm going to keep this. This teaching will continue. Praise God. So get your Bibles. Hallelujah. And I know they're already open. I've already quoted some scripture. I thank God for my sister Kina and others that are helping. If you're listening on Facebook or YouTube, you can see my brother Martin, amen, posting scriptures because it's good to read. Hallelujah. It's good to be, have the confirmation of the word of God. I thank God that you're listening. And we're about to be blessed. Hallelujah. It's time to read. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and the 17th verse. And I'm going to be reading up until verse 24. Um, I'm, I'm reading this passage because last week we left off in Luke chapter 7 and the 31st verse, if you remember. But wisdom is justified of all her children. Wisdom justified children. And since we're talking about justification, uh, and we realize that even though there was a godly man who came preaching repentance, who did not eat and did not drink, and they said, that man's full of the devil. So then another man, and his name was John the Baptist. We looked at this last week. It's good to go back and listen. Jesus Christ is giving us this teaching, and Jesus says, now I have come, I eat and I drink, and then he said, you treat me like sinners. I hang around with sinners, and you treat me as if, you know, as if I'm not worthy of your, so there's no, either, one way or the other, when you reject the counsel of God against themselves, this is what we read last week, it just doesn't turn out in your favor. It's not good for souls. It doesn't edify, it doesn't exhort, and I've mentioned this. This is what um, Paul dealt with these situations. Jesus Christ did to begin with, and Paul dealt with them. And so wisdom is justified, since we're talking about justification of all their children. Let's find out, amen, the wis what wisdom? I thank God this is not something I got from Google. This is something I got from the Word of God. Can someone say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother, I know you don't Google. I don't think you do anyways. Even some people don't have the internet, so they're not, you know, around Googling things. And I thank God today, praise God, we can ask and not ask amiss, but we can ask our Father in heaven. And I thank God that we have, uh, praise God, the response, which, or the revelation, if you would, praise God, which cometh from above, which cometh through the Spirit of God, which cometh from heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is the counsel of God, and we can't be of those that reject the counsel of God. For Christ, verse 17, first, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 17, for Christ sent me, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. Thank God for a preacher. Preacher needs to be sent. A preacher needs to be preached. And Paul says, I'm the preacher. I'm preaching. This is what I'm going to preach. 
For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And this You can bounce right back. This is verse 17 and verse 18. You can bounce right back to Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. I'm not ashamed, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Praise God. Hallelujah. To all them that believe. Hallelujah. Am I preaching, teaching believers today? Verse 19, 1 Corinthians 1, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Thank God we're children. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Thank God we're children. Wisdom is justified of all her children. Wisdom, when we read, it makes sense to the children of God. Hallelujah. May not make sense to the Jew, may not make sense to the Greek or any other nationality or wherever you come from. That's the way denominations or nationalities were broken in Paul's writings. Today we have issues not so much with the nations or the nations of the world. We have issues with the uh, multiple, if you would, nations uh, in the religious uh, uh, in the religious world, we call them denominations or different ways of believing and such. And I think Paul here, he's making it clear, saying it really doesn't matter who says what or where they come from. In fact, Paul told the church in Philippi, he says, you know what? I, how I was raised and what I was received sitting under Gamaliel as a teacher, sitting under the uh, Pharisaic law, the law keepers are the law keepers. Pharisees are the Pharisees. Paul said there's nobody keeps the law more than the Pharisees do. So if we are to use a, an example of a law keeper, well, we're reading a good letter, a good epistle, because that's Paul, Paul the Apostle, who was a Pharisee, and he came out of that Pharisee. The revelation of God, I mean, he didn't just jump into his ministry. It was a number of years, 14, if I've correct, as he received the revelation of God, as, as all this had to be expunged, if you would, had to be removed, had to be taken out, had to be, had to be cleaned. Amen. The mess had to be cleaned up. And all his teaching and his understanding as he received the revelation that we have today, thank God for the Apostle Paul, two-thirds of the New Testament was written by the revel multiple revelations which Paul was able to receive when he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Understood and realized who was confronting him and was able to, God made him blind for three days in the flesh so that he'd be able to see some things through the Spirit. Praise God. And I thank God today as we have his, his writing, as we have his understanding, as we have his, these words which we read today, it's giving us the same, through the Spirit, it's giving us the same understanding, it's giving us the counsel, the revelation which he had, had received, which is being imparted unto us, unto you and I today. For after that, verse 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God... So I want to read this again. For after that, in the wisdom of God, now we're, we're not looking at knowledge that comes from this world. We're looking at the wisdom of God. Praise God. Thank God we're children. We receive from God. We receive his wisdom. For it is written, I will, uh, verse 21, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, the world by their wisdom, the world by their thinking, they think they know God, but they don't know God. The Pope can describe, describe God, but that's not God. God's not Catholic. 
I don't know if I lost some amens, but... Amen. Joseph Smith can decide. Amen. God wrote here. The angels, this, this is not copper plates I'm reading from. I'm reading from a ministry that is life-giving through his spirit. These are words that are spirit and of life. So when I read this, this is, I'm, I'm reading from the, directly from the mouth of God who God is, what God intends for you and I. Can someone say amen? Praise God. And all the church, they say, so read verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Hallelujah. Preaching to some saved folks today. For the Jews, they require a sign, and the Greeks seek, and the Greeks seek after wisdom of this world. Verse 23, listen, verse 23 and 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. And unto the Jews, this is a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, it's just downright foolish. But unto them which are called, are you called today? Amen. Whether you be Jew, whether you be Greek, the call, God is, the call of God is there for you. You just need to answer. So you don't get up. And walk away. And when I want to pray for you, it's time to stick by the whatever, however you're listening, whatever screen, by the podcast or whatever. Let me pray with you. Let me pray for you so that you can receive, so that you can be blessed with what God has for you. You can be blessed with life. But unto them which are called, verse 24, both Jews and Greeks, underline this last half, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. I would that you grow in the grace, thank God for his grace, and in the knowledge, the wisdom, the knowing, the know-how of who God is and what God has prepared for you and I today, the wisdom of God. We read, we hear. There's a preacher preaching. You put on the word of God and you receive the word of God and you're blessed by it. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say, amen. Praise God. I want to go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and the third chapter. Thank God for when we, when, where I left off last week that the wisdom or the justification that we receive as children, there it is. Amen. The wisdom which is from God, I mean, it justifies what we do. It justifies our understanding. We come to this grace. We come to this understanding. We come to this knowledge, and we're not, we're not confused. Amen. My God is not the author of confusion. Praise God. We're not, we're not wondering and tender. We're not blind, you know, blind people walking or just searching or, or stumbling in the dark. God brought us out. Amen. Peter made reference to this. He said, there was a time when we were in darkness. Things have changed today. We have come out of the darkness which, we're, which we were in under the law. We sat under a ministry that, and this was for 1,500 years when this was ushered in. I made reference to, I don't think I finished, I made reference to Exodus 19, Exodus 20, the commandments came. I'm going to get back to this a little later on, but amen. For 1,500 years, the law was there. The law was being uh, 613 commandments or laws, if you would, plus the Ten Commandments, 
that that you were um, that that were received. And we read in Romans chapter eight where something needed to be done. Jesus came. Can someone say thank you, Jesus? Amen. Something there, there a change needed to take place. The Old Testament had to become new. Praise God. We're reading. Excuse me. We're reading from the New Testament because there is an old. Hallelujah. We're reading under a different covenant. I mentioned that whether I, we read David or whether we read um, uh, Solomon or if we read, um, i trying to think, Samson is another one that's used. Um, Gideon, different. We, uh, Joseph, uh, we're, we're, we refer to the Old Testament examples that we have, and quite often they become excuses. And God forbid, because the Bible said these things were written, this is clear, these things were written unto you for your examples, as an example, that's what that means. The English may be a little old, but the understanding is not. Amen, that these are our examples. And then uh, it continues to say unto our admonition or unto our instruction. Admonition, this, admonition is, is like instruction with a little bit of rebuke. Instruction with a little bit of authority behind it. Some, there's some weight behind it. And I thank God that these are not excuses when we go into the scriptures and we begin to, especially the Old Testament, we come out of the Old Testament and we go into the New Testament and we find out what God has done. We find out what was accomplished on the cross. Are you with me? Amen. We find out the blessing that we are living under today. A new covenant Jesus was able to present. He said, in my blood is the New Testament. Hallelujah. Blood which was about to be shed. Jesus Christ was making this announcement. He was making this delivery, if you would, to his disciples. We call it the Last Supper. But Jesus Christ, I mean, blood was about to be shed. And there, if there's no shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And today, under the New Testament, I'm preaching remission. I'm preaching repentance. I'm preaching remission through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it depends, depends the kind of preaching. It depends, depends the kind of ministry that you're sitting under. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and the 6th verse. Again, I have a few verses to read, but 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Praise God. Praise His holy name. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 6. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. Someone say new. Amen. Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. I'm going to read that second half. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. The letter killeth, the Spirit gives life. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians verse 7. But if the ministration, so I'm talking about two ministries. Here's the first. Here is a description or a summary of, the, of ministry number one. So... When, I, when I'm going to pray in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to choose. You can choose between ministry number one, ministry number two. That's how God works. You choose between life or death. There's no door number three. Well, I thought door number three is purgatory. Uh, no, sorry. Purgatory. You can read the Bible from cover to cover, and you'll never come across a purgatory. You've got, amen. Someone just yelled out, that's right. You've got ministry number one, ministry number two. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're going to, if you want to use, or if you just want to go along with the, the word door that I just came up with, well, there is a door. His name is Jesus. So make sure you enter through that door. That's the door. But ministry number one, not so. Let's continue reading. We're going to find out that. Hope 
hopefully there's something better. Praise God. Someone say better. Verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. But if the ministry of death, and just to be clear, written and engraven in stones, Exodus 19, Exodus 20, and a few chapters following, Moses went up into the presence of God, and he came down with stone tablets, be it by the finger of God, what was engraven, engraven upon those stone tablets. And let's find out the ministry of Moses, if you would. The ministration of death. Oh, it was glorious. Came from God. Amen. The finger of God did the engraving. First time around, anyways. If Moses would have held on to them. It was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. So it was glorious. It just wasn't going to stick around. It did for about 1,500 years or so. But Jesus came. Someone say Jesus came. Ministry number one. Verse 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit, oh, a different ministry. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Rather kind of means be more glorious when you're reading this. For if the ministry, or rather, for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more, someone say much more. Amen. The ministration, we just finished reading, the ministration, the ministry of the Spirit, be rather glorious, someone say, much more. Doth the ministration of righteousness. Now we're getting into some details. It's the ministration of the Spirit. Then the next line, it says, the ministration of righteousness. Again, this is from God. This is God sent. And his name is? Now, this ministry, the second ministry, it exceeds in glory. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, the same question I asked my brothers and sisters. Why, since we're talking about two ministries, one has glory, one has more glory. Now, why, at home, I'm going to ask you this question. Most everybody in front of me, they're, they've, they all heard it in French, and they're back for a second portion. I love you all for being here. At home, listen. Why would you want to settle for something less? Ministry number one, glory, but less glory. Ministry number two, more glory. See, when you sit, when I ended up, I was raised in church. And even in my adult life, I'd visit certain churches. And it always seems, because the devil likes to try to plant those seeds. You know, they, they've not, not every church, not every person, but more, too often than not. More than what it should. They stop and say, we're all sinners. Uh, ministering death to me. The wages of sin is death. So when you talk about saying, oh, we all be sinners. Well, first of all, speak for yourself. Second of all, stop preaching death. Sin is death. I've preached this enough. 
You can go back. There's teaching. I've got all kinds of teachings that go into this. Right now we're looking at getting ourselves out of condemnation to be justified with Christ. And what needs, the, the, the ministry that needs to be preached, what needs to be preached is Jesus Christ that is not dead. Oh, he was dead for a few hours, but when he came off that cross and they laid him in the grave, they couldn't keep him in the grave. They couldn't keep him dead. That's what the grave is for. Roll a stone because he's going to stink in a few days. And the stone that they rolled in front of the tomb that Jesus laid in, it served a twofold purpose. One was keep the odors in. The other one was keep any tomfoolery. said, unless somebody comes and take his body, and then they say, you know what, they, we better make sure they put in some centurions, some guards, some, some, um, some protection, if you would. But thank God there was two angels that showed up, and they were able to take care of the, make sure that the will of God, Jesus Christ, came out, uh, having conquered, though death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Hallelujah. Praise God. Couldn't keep him in. Death couldn't keep him down. Death couldn't keep him dead. Amen. Jesus Christ came and he conquered. And I thank God when you read him and the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, if this same spirit be in you, that same spirit will also quicken your moral, mortal body. So when I preach it, when my ministry, why should I settle for something less? Why should I settle for something that is like under par, if you would. Hallelujah. We are, uh, today I'm going to preach the best, uh, and his name is Jesus Christ uh, of Nazareth. And I'm going to preach Jesus Christ, and I'm going to preach him crucified. This is the ministry of the Spirit. This is the ministry of righteousness, and it is to show forth that Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive, and that he lives in me. Someone say, in me. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. So ministry number one, ministry number two. Blessed be his holy name. Keep, let's keep reading. Share this link so that others can read. And be found sitting under the right ministry. We're in a culture where everybody and everything gets blamed. Last week I spoke about that earthly trio that exists, the me, myself, and I. This is the wrong, I mean, we need to get rid of it, and hopefully we can get back into Galatians chapter 2, if not, maybe next week. But thank God for what we're, we are receiving today, because this, this sets us free from the me, myself, and the I. A ministry, I'm going to reread verse 9, 2 Corinthians 3, 9. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory. Much more, someone say much more. Doth the ministration of righteousness exceed that glory? Exceed whatever Moses showed up with. Jesus came with grace. See, we were reading and truth and mercy. John 1, 17. See, we've been reading for the past couple of weeks, and listen to what I have to say. We read, and if you miss these teachings again, go back and listen. We read that no flesh can be or will be justified by the law. If you do that, then Christ is of no effect. So while flesh does go about looking for, well, look at my certificate. Look at my accomplishments. Look at what I have done. 
Look how much I gave. Look at, look at, you know, look at how I dress. Look at how I say. Look at where I go. Look at where I speak. There's all kinds of things that people use. And like I said, when there's more than one, when you have two, three, four, five people or 500 people doing the same thing, you got a religion all of a sudden. And the Bible says that there are those who are going to do that. They're going to be justified by the law. But what happens to grace? What happens to Jesus Christ? So if I use the law, now listen, before we continue reading, I'm going to try to make this, or, or make this clear. If I use the law to justify myself, Christ is of none effect, and I have fallen from grace. So I use the law. You either use the law or you use grace, one or the other. But if you use the law, you're fallen from grace. No grace is no Jesus Christ. So if I use the law, grace is gone. And if this is new to you, I'm going to find a scripture. Let me scroll back to, this is in Galatians. This would be two weeks ago, if not three weeks ago. Give me 30 seconds. I'm going to read that scripture. I know it is in Galatians, but I want to make sure that the subtitle was... Um, you can see I've got a lot of verses in here. Found in him. That's justification four. Probably justification three, right? Um, yeah, Galatians 2, and it would be 17. I want to get back to my subtitle, because I have certain things underlined. The, okay, from condemnation to justification, I preached this on June 19th, according to my date, here on my notes. Galatians 5. Uh, verse 4, yes, my brother, correct? And the subtitle was The Christ Effect. So if we would, I mean, keep your finger in the Corinthians where we are, but find Galatians 5, it's verse 4, it says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Uh-oh. This is personal. This is good ministry. This is good doctrine. Christ has become of no effect unto you, Whosoever are of you are justified by the law. Oh, if this is the case, the last portion, Galatians 5, verse 4, ye are fallen from grace. As I said, if you miss his teachings, it's worth it. Get your holidays, do whatever you need to do to go back. Today, the, te the title is Established because I want us to be established, I want us to be rooted with grace not with the law. I've got something better for you today. Much more glorious. His name is, there's no glory in the flesh. So if I use the law, I don't need grace. The law said do this, and I did this. Therefore, and I straighten up my tie, and I pack myself on the back. Shake the hands of super pompous, pious, religious people that are celebrating whatever they're celebrating, keeping days and holy days. And Paul says, I'm beginning to be afraid. He says, I fear for you. Because he said, it's not the law that made you free. He's writing to the church in Galatians. We're Galatians 5. Turn back a couple of chapters. You'll read this. Paul says, I want you to recognize what made you free so you don't go back to where you came from bound by the law. Amen. 
So Paul began to preach. Paul came with ministry number two, if you would. If you haven't figured it out, ministry number two is much better. Some would say much better. Amen. Do you find those 13 betters in Hebrews? Because it's a better way. It's a better testament. It's a better place where we're going, praise God. It's a be- I thank God for it, praise God. Today we're just talking about a better ministration, if you would. Hallelujah. So that Jesus Christ has an effect in your life, excuse me, in what you believe, in what you do, and you're sitting under a good ministry, better ministry, than to be told and reminded of your shortcomings, reminded of how you came into this world. I need to be uplifted. I need to be edified and exhorted, reminded who I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. First word comes to mind, new. New creature. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is a renewal, if you would. A new life in Christ. This is where the difference can be found. And this is the ministry that needs to be brought out, brought forth today. Too many dead people preaching a dead message. I am preaching life, and his name is Jesus Christ. Not what this world has to offer. This comes from above. This is what God is offering. God is standing there. I beseech you, brethren. He's, amen. He sends men of God and women of God to beseech, to say, here it is. Just take it. It's free. Accept it. Some of you sitting there, maybe later. Getting closer and closer to death, maybe later. Thank God you're listening. If you're still breathing, I want to pray with you in a few minutes. So stick with me. And my brothers and sisters will pray so that you can choose the ministration or the ministry of the Spirit of God, of righteousness. I need Jesus. Someone say, I need Jesus. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Where did we leave off? I read 9. I'm going to read verse 10. For even that, and I'm going to make it clear what, what the that is. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. So if we're going to compare, and at home, listen, if we're going to compare what whatever Moses had, that what he had, it was glorious, it came from God. God's finger wrote it on the stone. That would be pretty glorious to see. Amen? I'd like to hold up a stone and have the finger of God engrave. Amen? Now the finger of God engraves on my fleshly table, my heart. Praise God. And that's good. Amen. But Paul is saying, if we, can, if we take that, that, that ministry, ministry number one, if we take that, and, and which was glorious, eh, Paul is saying it, it had glory, but he says it had no glory in this respect. By reason of the glory that excelleth, verse 11, for if that... 
And we're talking about ministry number one. For if that which is done away was glorious, so the ministration of condemnation and of death, that's the that. If that ministry of condemnation, if that ministry of death, which is done away was glorious, much more, someone say much more. Amen. At home say much more. Amen. Much more that. So it's the same word, T-H-A-T, but it's a different, it's, it's representing ministry number two. That which remaineth is glorious. How much? Much more glorious. So I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it two times. I'm going to read it as it is. For if that which is done away with was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. So to make sure that you understand the that, for if that ministration of condemnation and death which is done away with, someone say, thank you, Jesus. God. Amen. I don't want that ministry. I don't want that ministry. I don't want to be reminded. I don't want to be told. I don't want to be mistold. I don't want to have, there's enough misinformation floating around this earth today. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Find a place. It's called a sanctuary, a place of refuge where you can enter into the presence of God, where God is going to be on your side, where God is going to be giving you within his favor what you need, what is required so that you may be able to endure unto the end for the same shall be saved. God is with me. Who can be against me? A lot of people can, but it just doesn't affect my thinking or my thoughts. My reasoning. I've got a wisdom which is a godly wisdom, a wisdom which comes from above. Condemnation and death has been done away. Hallelujah. Somebody comes up and stands and says, well, you know. Well, maybe that's all you know. I know somebody by the name of Jesus. He came to bring me out of darkness so that I can be found walking in his marvelous light. Someone say marvelous. Praise God. You know it's good when it's God. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, the devil wants to keep you bound. Go back in. This is what Paul wrote. We read Galatians 5. Excuse me, the fourth verse. You go ahead and read the opening lines of those chapters. Be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah, this is what Paul is saying. Don't mess. You came out of bondage. Don't go back. It's done away. God turned the page. Malachi chapter 4, turn the page. New Testament, the epistle of Matthew. Let's start reading the Gospels. Hallelujah. Gospels is good news. And today I can use some good news. I need some good news. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So this, this ministry, what was imparted, remember what we read in Romans chapter 8. Is the condemnation is still there. Where sin is. Where the sinner is. See, still a sinner, still sin. Right? 
When people go around and they're confessing, I'm a sinner, well, S-I-N, there's still sin in your life, there's sin in your vocabulary, there's sin in your mind, there's sin in your heart. Your heart needs to change, and I'm getting to this. I want you to be established, this is my title, in the grace of God, but established by grace. I don't want you stuck in the mud. In the miry clay, if you want to use King James' term. Praise God. I'm going to stand and preach on this side because the fan is cool. I just felt the air coming. So I'm going to preach this side. I love you all folks on that side, but I'm going to preach on this side. Get some cool air here. Let's not be stuck in the sinking sand, in our sin. Hey, man, my brother Simon can just turn the camera and I can still be on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because he brought me out. Ministry number one, done away with. Preach to me some good news. Hallelujah. Saved and sanctified. The way we used to testify of him. Some of you remember, if you got some gray hair like me, you remember what it was like in church? I'm going back to the cool breeze. We remember in church when we used to say, I thank God I'm saved and sanctified and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And then the testimony came. As if there was something better to testify about. Amen. Remember the old folks? Most of them, not most, some of them have gone to see their recompense, you know, they're waiting their recompense or their reward, but they stand up and say, thank God I'm saved and sanctified and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. You say, well, that's a great testimony. Then they tell you about the blessing that came from God. This is the ministry of life. This is the ministration of the Spirit. This is the ministration of righteousness. I got to go back to verse 11 because I think I appreciate the word, the way it was translated in French. I appreciate it a little better in the French. Pretty well means the same thing in English, but listen to verse 11. For if, we're not done yet? No, verse 11, I mean, there's a lot. For the ministration of death, done away with, it had a certain glory to it. It was glorious. Much more the ministration of righteousness and of the Spirit, which remaineth. There's the word I want to spend some time on. Amen. This is not a ministry that is up and down, here today, gone tomorrow. I just finished saying, when you sit under the wrong ministry, they tell you, they keep reminding you, oh, we're all but human. No, I'm born again. That's the way we were born. No, I'm born again. Amen. My mom and dad, they did whatever they did, and I showed up nine months later. A sinner entered into this world. Nothing but a heart that would sin, that would want to sin. So God made sure that I would get a new heart for the asking. Amen? That's how good God is. Praise God. Blessed be his holy name. I'm talking about how God, we come to God with ashes, we get beauty in exchange. Amen. We come to God mourning because that's what sinners do, we just mourn. We come to God, amen, he gives us the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. Praise God. I'm trying to think, it's Isaiah 12, 42. We sing that song. And I know I'm missing a line, but I think you get the picture. When you come to God Good things happened. 
It's Isaiah 61 and the third verse. Which is the one I'm missing? We come, we get beauty for ashes. Okay, I'll get it from here then. Go next. Oh, yes, this, that's, that's the important one. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Even in the Old Testament under the man of God, Isaiah, it's a spirit that I don't want to carry around. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Take upon me my yoke. Take upon me what I'll give you to carry. You'll see that it's light and it's easy to bear. Not the spirit of heaviness. Not the spirit which comes from this world. Not the spirit which comes from sin. Not the spirit which comes from disobedience. But the spirit. Praise God. This is this ministry of the spirit. Not heaviness. Amen. And got rid of my, the, what sin is and my burdens. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm reading verses, 2 Corinthians 3, verses 6 through 18. We're somewhere around in the middle of that. Talking about God. You'll see there's two ministries. One minister's death, one minister's life. His name is life. That's what life is. His name is Jesus. Is that life? Amen. One's got a bunch of letters that kill. I thank God I got a bunch of words that give life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise his holy name. It's what Jesus is to me. And you know what? It remains. Verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Much more the ministry, the ministration of righteousness, the ministration of the Spirit, the ministration of life, which remaineth. This is no yo-yo religion. Up and down, here today, gone tomorrow. Jesus Christ is in me. I was explaining to well, to my brothers and sisters, I was teaching with some New Year's listening new in our presence this afternoon. I was saying, so that they receive this vision of Christ in you, not just something that you wear around your neck, something that you carry in your pocket, but Christ being in you, First of all, the Bible says that's the hope of glory, since we're talking about glory and much more glory and better glory. Better things. That's the hope. Christ is that hope of glory. Under, under good ministry, under good, good preaching. Preaching that exhorts. Doesn't knock you down and slap you down. With a spirit of heaviness. And then the devil tries to keep you down. He that is in me. The Bible says, greater, he that is in me, someone say greater, put me up, put my two feet on a rock where my feet are standing today, and Jesus Christ doesn't get knocked down and he doesn't get knocked over. Can someone say amen? That's what's in me. That's what's living in me. 
This is what I need to confess every time the devil comes knocking on my door with a whatever, oh, you look hungry. Well, yeah, well, I'm not. Jesus said, I take my orders from God. Get thee behind me, Satan. Devil comes along with an idea. Why don't you do this? No. Sometimes it comes from family. Sometimes it comes from friends. When it comes from unbelievers or sinners or people that have, they're not yet saved, can't really blame them. When it comes from behind a pulpit, God forbid. Wrong ministry. Ministry number one, death. I don't want it. You need to change the places where you sit. Because I mentioned a few minutes ago, I don't think I finished my thought. I want to come into a place where it's a sanctuary, where it's a refuge. I don't have to be on my guard. Young people, at school, you're on your guard. In the playground, on guard. My brothers and sisters, adults, you're at work, on guard. Even if, even if you're retired, you retired folks, you know, off to the, off to the, wherever get their supplies from or to the Walmart, pushing their cart, you, be, you need to be on your guard. The steps of a good man, of a good woman are ordered of the Lord. The Bible says there is a way, it shall be called a way of holiness, and I thank God to be found on that way. Praise God. There's ways to get off that way. I'm not going to be distracted, not going to be deterred, not going to be turned around because I'm a sheep, and I know his voice. The Bible teaches us. Jesus taught his, he says, I'm a shepherd, and he's a good shepherd. Someone say good. And he says, my sheep know my voice, and they will follow me. So Jesus Christ is in view. Jesus Christ is in front of me, and I follow Jesus Christ. Are you following Jesus Christ? There's therefore now no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus who walk not of the flesh, but after the spirit. Who are you following? How are you walking? The steps of a good man are ordered. I'm following Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is not going to lead me into sin. Jesus Christ is not on his way. Jesus Christ was on his way to the cross, not on his way to the club. Not on his way to the, to the, to the, to the, um, to the crack house. Hey, man. I'm just making this a little more modern. The ministry of righteousness and of the spirit which remaineth is glorious. I don't want to be reminded, I think this is what I was speaking of, I don't want to be reminded of where I came from. I don't want to be reminded of what I left behind. What God has given me, can someone say, it remains. Jesus Christ came, that's what I was speaking of. Jesus Christ is not going to lead me to the club to the crack house. He's not going to lead me to whatever other house that exists where sons of God are not to be. Amen. That's what I was talking about where we just left off. Thank you, Holy Ghost. What I have received is in me, and it's in me to stay. That's what makes it better. That's what makes it more glorious. Because under Mosaic law, I kept the law. Uh-oh, I got to bring a turtle dove. Get some forgiveness. Then I keep the law, and then I'm back to, uh-oh, now I need a bullock. That was a, that was a really bad sin. Now I need, and you're dragging a heifer all the way to the altar because you need a lot more blood. And you show it to the high priest 
Just think of, look at the foreshadowing that I'm giving you. This is Old Testament. You drag that heifer to the altar. You give it to the high priest. Listen to the terms I'm using. Blood that needs to be shed. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And what ends up on the altar? A dead sacrifice. That's Old Testament. That's ministry number one. And it's the ministry of death. Today there is a living sacrifice for the remission of our sins. Blood was shed by Jesus Christ. And there is a living sacrifice and that life is in me. And when I read this, it remains. Someone say remains. Hallelujah. There's no twist and turns on the way of holiness, on the way which leadeth unto life. When I go through the gate which is narrow and I come through on the other side of that gate, I am found on a way which, is, which, which leadeth unto life. Praise God. It may be a narrow way, but I already went through the straight gate. Praise God. And on the other side, like I said, is that way which is narrow, but that way leadeth unto life. I don't want to back up to that. I'm not a dog. I'm not a pig going back to where I came from. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the direction that we take today. And you know what? It remains. Hallelujah. When I'm driving my car, the GPS may go, recalculating, recalculating, because I don't know how to drive straight. But today, the Holy Ghost that is in me, there's no recalculation. I've received, I have chosen today to be under the ministry, number two, the ministry of life. Hallelujah. And it remains glorious. It doesn't get messed up. Hate man. It remains, are you reading with it? It remains. The ministry that remains. That's what I want. I don't want ministry number one. So I am back in death. Trials and tribulations. In sin. We may go through some valleys, but thank God, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, though I walk. Though I walk through the valley, I'm not sitting down. I'm not setting up camp. I mean, some people, they seem to like it there, and they, you seem to walk by and say, what are you sticking around here for? Keep walking. Walk yourself out of the valley of the shadow of death. Walk yourself into where there's a, a better place. Uh, as you read in Hebrews chapter 11, I thank God today for those, uh, even though what they went through, even though what they, they knew that, that, they were, that there was a direction, that there was a promise, and to be a partaker of that promise, that ministry, that glory which remaineth in you today, which remaineth in me today, makes a difference in our life at all times. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. There's no glory in the flesh, but there's glory in the ministration, or the ministry, if you would, of life. Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading if you've lost your place, because we kind of, I, I was kind of, you were listening to me. Verse 12, 2 Corinthians 3. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, not as Moses which put a veil, and by plainness, I don't mean like simple words. I try to make it simple. I try to make that understanding, but he's saying it's going to be plain. There's nothing to cover up. There's no secret about it. There's no like step number one, step number two, step number three. 
Stay tuned next week for step number four, step number five, step number six. I only got one step, and it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Can someone say amen? That's plain. The simplicity of the doctrine of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he says, we're going to, he says, it's very clear to see. This is a different kind of glory. Moses came down off the mountain. He said, oh, Moses, where have you been? We can't look upon you. So Moses had to put a veil over his face. Picture this. This is what God has told me. Amen. This is Old Testament, but it carries over. Let's keep reading because it carries over. He says, they put a veil over his face or that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. I have one word underlined in that verse, and I underlined abolished. Goodbye, ministry number one. Goodbye, death. No longer reigns, amen, sin no longer hath dominion. Sin no longer reigns in my mortal body. Hallelujah. Life has come in. Life has taken over. The light, Jesus Christ, praise God, light has come, and where there is light, there is no darkness. Amen. You ever notice how it works? Light chases away darkness. Amen. It doesn't work the other way around. Darkness doesn't chase away light. Darkness can't chase away light. As long as there's light, there's no darkness. But light, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what's in you, and it remains. Someone say, and it remains. But their minds were blinded. No, I thought their eyes were blinded. No, it says their minds were blind. They couldn't look at that light, the glorious light. When you can't look at it, there's some collateral damage. People don't like this word of God. They don't like looking at it. It's not, what your, it's not just what your eyes don't see. When your eyes don't see it, it's what's happening with your mind. It's what's happening with your heart. Keep reading with me. He says, Their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil, untaken away, it's still there, in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Someone say, done away. Remember what we under, or what I underlined, verse 13, the last word, abolished. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. See, when you can't look at it with your eyes, all of a sudden you're blind in your mind and then you're blind in your heart. The veil is something in the way. If I was to take this, sorry, Simon. If I was to take this, there's so, don't adjust your screen. There's something in the way. Because I, I tossed my veil on top of the lens. 
It's in the way. You can't see what's happening. You may be able to hear me. You can't see what's happening. The veil needs to be removed. I'm sorry if you got up to adjust your TV antenna. Hey, this is the internet. We don't have the. Now you know how old I am. Because when that happened, go go grab the rabbit ears. But thank God through Jesus Christ, the veil, not just off my eyes, not just away from my mind, not just away from my heart. I mean, when God does a work, he does a good work. When God does the taking away, and there's nothing left behind. There's nothing left in the corner. I don't need to, I don't need to inspect to see, was this shelf dusted? Hmm, missed the spot. That's not God. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God who came down to clean me up and take me out of my sins. Are you with me today? Hallelujah. I'm preaching a gospel that cleans you up. I'm preaching a gospel that gives us life. I'm preaching a gospel, praise God, which is permanent. That's the French word. Which is here to stay. Amen. Nevertheless, verse 16. When it, the heart, when the heart shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Thank God for that promise. Now you need to make a decision. What do you want in your life? Law or Lord? Amen. Law, slaved, bound. Make a decision. Law or liberty? Set free. I'm going to pray in a few minutes. This is the time you make this decision now. Verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's why I said choose. Choose the law or liberty. When you jump back up to verse 6, it says, The spirit giveth life. So I'm not taking anything away, but you read verse 6. The letter kills. The spirit gives life. Then you jump down to verse 17. This way, nothing gets in the way. Now the Lord is that spirit that gives life. This is ministry number two. Not death, life. His name is? Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is life. Hallelujah. Remember, ministry one or ministry two. There is no number three. You choose today, life or death. I'm going to pray in a few minutes. But we all with open face, verse 18, beholding as in the glass, in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. Someone say changed. I'm never to be the same again. Hallelujah. Changed into the same image from glory to glory. Didn't I say much better? Get better from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. Hallelujah. I don't know what Moses had. It stuck around for 1,500 years, but that's gone. What I have today is here to stay. What we have received, praise God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, it just gets better from glory to glory. There's a progress. There's a progression that takes place. This is the promise that you and I have. Amen. Are you listening? Someone can say, thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 13. I'll just give you where my title came from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
this hit me last Sunday night, probably still under the anointing of the teaching, and I wrote down, established with grace. I underlined it, and I highlighted it, and I said, there we go, unless something changes during the week, and nothing did. Hebrews chapter 13, and the ninth verse. Remember, done away, remember, abolished. Now listen, be not carried about. Hebrews 13, verse 9, with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established. Someone say established. Same thing in French was affermi. Amen. Be established with what? Grace. Where does grace come from? Who showed up with grace? Jesus. Someone say his name, Jesus. And I thank God today, praise God, that you know what? No matter what the condition of this world is, you can still get some grace, and his name is Jesus. Amen. Don't look around. Don't spend some time. Amen. Don't waste your time looking at so-and-so and this one and that one and the other one, up and down or yo or whatever they've got to say. Look at Jesus. Amen. There's a difference, praise God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example before I get ready to pray. I want you... This is scriptural. I'm going to give you an Old Testament example, and then I'm going to give you the New Testament example, the difference between the two ministries, if you would. Well, we know the difference. You've been hollering for an hour. One's death and one's life. Thank God. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to back this up scripturally in the scriptures because it is a good thing. Someone say a good thing. That the heart be established with grace, not with meats, Certificates, programs, which have not profited them that have been occupied with them. Carried about. No time for God. No time for what's simple. No, no time for no time for the blessing of God. Listen, when Moses, this is Exodus chapter 32, and I'm going to pray. Give me five minutes. I already mentioned Exodus 19, Exodus 20, 21. The commandments are given. Moses comes down. You read a few chapters. Moses sees the, his congregation. They'd be all messed up. In Exodus chapter, th it's, it's 32. It's 32? It's 32. And Moses, hey, who's with me? What's going on? What is going on here? Remember what he has. It's glorious, but it's also minister's death. Some people were messing themselves up. And the Bible gives us the account in Exodus 32 where 3,000 people died. 28? Verse 28? But 32, right? Yeah. So 19... God says, go ask the people if they're going to listen to me. I ever going to listen. Okay, well, here's what's coming. Chapter 20. Now in, verse, in, in Exodus 32. What's in verse 18? The who died or, or Moses? I like, where's the verse? What verse, sister, where Moses says, uh, hey, who's with me? What's going on? It would be just prior to that, I think. Or in the early parts of that chapter. I think it's in that chapter. I have it highlighted if I get my... Read some 32. Moses says, uh, what's 26? Okay, so it comes afterwards. Yeah, who's with me? Who's on the Lord's side? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Who's with me? Who's on God's side? Thank you, my sister. Praise God with your lovely smile. Amen. Hallelujah. And your mom sitting next to you. 
Amen. That's what Moses, who's on the Lord's side? But some people decided to be on the other side. This is ministry of death. How many people died? 3,000 people died. Now, if that's not enough to scare you out of the ministry of death, you read it. Now, let's move, move over into the ministry of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost in the upper room, the Holy Ghost comes down, sits on them like uh, as a fire, the Bible says. Peter gets up, and now he starts to preach Jesus Christ. This is no longer his Jewish fables, laws. Peter is standing here and says, hey, everybody, listen to me. His name is Jesus Christ. I'm going to preach him crucified. He begins to preach life, which is Jesus Christ. How many people came to life? 3,000 people. There's no coincidences in the Bible. Amen. The ministry of death was ushered in. 3,000 were lost. Well, we can replace that one sermon by a man filled with the Holy Ghost, had just been baptized, was able to stand up. They were speaking in tongues. There was a sign that was taking place by their utterance, and he stood there and he says, okay, this is what, amen, you need to listen to us. We're not drunk. It's very early in the morning. Ministry of life, make your choice. I'm going to pray two minutes or three. Time to choose. You want to die under what? It's, it's a ball. It's gone. Keep it that way. Amen. Stop bringing it up to the surface. Religious institutions today is like we don't stand a chance because they keep reminding oh, this is us. This is the way we were. This is the way we were born. Get born again. And this is the way I want to pray. Give me two minutes. Make your decision today. I don't want the law. I want the liberty which comes with the Spirit. I want the Lord. I want what God has to offer. I want to be on God's side. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that was just the start. Amen. For both ministries. 3,000 died under... That day, whatever, that was a horrible day. Thank God for Peter. Praise God to be able to preach with us, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Established by grace. Praise God. Nothing to be covered up, nothing covered up. Jesus Christ came. He said they had no covering. They had no more cloak for their sin. He took that cloak away. Whatever they, were, whatever they would hide in their religious robes and their coverings that they had. Jesus Christ could see right through that to the heart. Today, I want to, to pray with you and for you that you get a new heart. Praise God. Don't move. Getting ready to pray. Thank God for this message. Praise his holy name. Praise God. I think I'm done. We're going to pray. It's time to pray. I want to pray with you today. Make your confession, Jesus Christ. Get out of the law. Get out of bondage. Get out of slavery. I'm going to pray against your addictions. I'm going to pray against your perversions. I'm going to pray against whatever is keeping you bound, that you be able to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Jesus Christ has made you free, and you'll never again be entangled with that yoke of bondage. 
Hallelujah. Today's your last day. If you're making that decision right now, it's the best decision you can make. And today's the, it changes today. Our Father in heaven, I thank God for a holy father. I thank God for a holy name. I thank God for a holy way in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that there's eyes open to see that way. It's Jesus Christ from the, from the youngest. We read through some names, those listening by faith, whoever's out there on this live stream or in repeat mode, from the very youngest person to the oldest, may they understand it's Jesus. I need Jesus. Praise God. A new and better way, and that's Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank God for the blessing today, amen, that this, this vessel that I am was able to be used to bring forth a message of life, a message of your spirit, a message of righteousness, not a message of desperation, not a message of out of time, out of luck, but a message that will exhort and uplift the body of Christ. Everyone listening, praise God. This is, this is, this is not only the anointing of, of, of your Holy Ghost, this is ointment for our souls, for our well-being. Whatever our surroundings are, whatever is being predicted and projected against us, it does not prosper. Decisions, they're not made in Switzerland. They're not made by some kind of group or concession of people just because they have all the money or all the power. Uh -uh. My life is determined by your will today, what is written in the volume of this book. And I thank God today, every, every person standing in front of me, all those listening at home as well, what is written in this book, this is what changes our life. This is what gives us direction. This is our course today. And it leads us unto life. There shall be a way. Thank God for that man of God that prophesied a way of holiness. And I thank God today, praise God, that that way is there for each and every single one of us. Well, the naysayers say it can't, but today we are under a ministry the ministration, it, it, it excels, it exceeds in glory. It's your glory, God, giving you the honor and the praise for it. Because it is a ministry of your spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, we are free. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody making that decision right now, they're saying, Lord, I, I don't want to be confined, constrained, dependent upon my sins and my addictions, and my perversions, and my thoughts, and my ways, and my routines, coming into this world with the habits, whatever I receive, I want to be born again. You believe this in your heart? Confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He becomes your Lord and Savior as you begin to serve him, and that change takes place. Change of heart, change of mind, change of direction. Lord, I pray for that person making that decision right now, saying, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I need forgiveness. Your word, God, you said it. You said you'd forgive them. They're forgiven now. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Hallelujah. For souls being added to the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Bless every single person, the young people standing before me today. Praise God that we have a, that we have a, a, um, a determination to press toward the mark, a determination to endure unto the very end. In Jesus' name, praise God. We need your help. We need your spirit. We need your guidance. We need your preachers. We need your prophets. We need your apostles. We need your teachers. We need your pastors. Lord, I thank God that you have provided. And they are, it is, it is 
for the work of the ministry, and it's a ministry of life. Thank you, Jesus. It's for the work of the ministry, and it's a ministry of liberty. Praise God through your spirit. Thank God for your spirit today. I pray your spirit into every single person listening to me today, making a difference in this world. Praise God. Listening to me for the first time, the second time, or even if it's 1,000 times, Lord, we need to say, praise God. I thank God today. Praise God. We need to say, we need to confess, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And I thank God today, praise God. Upon that confession, we receive, praise God, your spirit. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. I thank God for sons and daughters of God being added to the kingdom today. This is what makes all the difference. Praise God in the lives of every single person listening to me. Lord, I thank God for those listening. I don't see them. They're on the other side of this camera. They're on the other side of this technology, but they're listening. Ears are open to hear. Eyes are open to see. And hearts are open to receive. No veil. Praise God. Make it plain. Make it simple. Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is what the world needs today. This is the answer. This is deliverance. This is hope. Praise God that the world needs today. And every single person listening today, I introduce to you the way, the truth, and the life. It's Jesus Christ. Lord, I give you all the praise and the glory. Thank God for your Holy Ghost that was able to lead us and guide us into the very, praise God, center of your will today based on what we have read, based on the volume of the book. Praise God, the volume of the book. Bless my brothers and sisters from the east to the west, as far north as they may be, around the Hudson's Lake and all the way down south. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for the blessing. Each brother, each sister is blessed today. Praise God. Blessed in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. If I prayed for you, you can let me know. It's a blessing. Praise God. Some of you have in the past saying you're praying for me today. And then from this day forward, your, your steps change. Your way changes into a better way, into a better life, because that's what Jesus is. It, we excel. We read it today. We exceed that glory is from glory to glory. Praise God. What was done away with is done away with. Today is a new life, and that new life belongs to you today. Receive that new life. It's Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Lincoln. You're listening to That's the Truth. I appreciate, and I give God all the honor and the glory for your time, which we have spent together, gathered together with the saints. Until the next time, praise God, let's move forward with the Spirit of the Lord is for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I want to see you established with grace, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be blessed until the next time. Praise God. Let's give God praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth. That's the Truth.